All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoopball presentation What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Box Score Breakdown Show, a hoop ball presentation. My name is Adrian Benjamins, and I'm joined by Neil Rochelani. And this episode is brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Taste the Kona difference. Head over to HawaiianIsles.com and Amazon. Neil, how are you doing on this gorgeous Thursday evening? I'm guessing it's gorgeous where you are. Um, it is, it is okay here in Chicago, actually. Hey, I'm always like tempted to drink, like, speaking of wine, I was kind of coffee. I'm always like tired in the evening. I'm always afraid to drink caffeine because I think it might keep you, me awake. Do you drink it in the evening? Do you drink coffee at y- night? Y- yes, but I drink so much caffeine during the day mm-hmm. that I think my, uh, I've got a strong tolerance for caffeine got now. It. Now, uh, I went through a phase where I too was really scared to drink caffeine in the evening, but now I can do it, man. And usually, um, coffee's great. Like I love coffee in the morning and during the day. At night, I'll have a cup of tea. I kind of find like a tea 
kind of it's a mm. little more soothing for the evening time. Interesting. So uh, it it. <laughs> It definitely works for me, man. I love it. But um, morning time, daytime, love some Kona coffee, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, good to know. I Anyway, I need to drink some more caffeine at some point because I am dragging right now. Um, anyway, Adrian, apparently there's a lot of basketball going on tonight, not just in the NBA. I don't know if you heard, but there's a college tournament that started tonight. I don't know if we should talk about that or we should just go right to the NBA box course. You know – there's one thing that we do need to talk about okay. as far as uh, the tournament goes. There is a gentleman that played today. Mm-hmm. His name is Ja Morant, who uh, he had an amazing game today. Triple-double, first player in NCAA history to have a triple-double in the tournament with 15 assists. Uh, this guy, Neil, point guard, Slated to go number pick number two or three right behind Zion. Have you had a chance to see him? Did you see what he did? You know, today? I'm so out of the college basketball loop that I I didn't even. This is embarrassing. I didn't even know who he was until I just saw an article like, you know, saying basically what you just said. <laughs> like this guy is pre- projected to uh, go right after Zion, maybe third, and uh, he is looking every bit the part. I, I should watch your watches. I didn't even know he played for Murray State. Anyway, yeah, um, and, well, I, I should go back and like stream that a little bit and see how he played. So one of the biggest knocks on this guy, Neil, or one of the biggest reasons why uh, all of the critics that I've heard, the biggest question mark they got on him is Murray State plays in a, a division or their conference does not have a lot of top-tier competition. So all season long, this guy has been balling, but a lot of people say he's been doing it against not the top college teams. So some people are wondering if his numbers are kind of inflated by bad competition. You know, he's not playing against the Duke and the North Carolinas and um, these big teams. So that's been the biggest knock on him. So, Neil, I am really curious to see what this guy does in the tournament because uh, today he went bonkers today and uh looks really good kind of reminds me of like a penny hardaway type of player mm. so i don't know man well they played uh they played um marquette tonight who was a um you know a big conference school but not a uh well actually are, yeah they're are they a big conference i don't even know anymore the everything's changed but they, they are obviously a, a decent school um with some recruits from uh that are blue chip recruits. Uh, Florida State they play next, who's a very solid team. So we'll see how he does against them. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, if a guy's tearing up, I mean Steph Curry. I mean, he's just my my measuring stick. He came from Davidson, and everyone was talking about how he's he's too small. He's. I'm not going to compare this guy to Steph Curry. I'm just saying that. You. I mean, didn't Lillard come from a small college? Mm-hmm. Did yep. it? Weber I mean, State. Yeah. I Weber, think. Yeah. Exactly. So, there, some of the best players um, come from you know. Not like these blue blood schools. So anyway, um, I do want to watch him play next game. All right. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Um, we'll see Zion, I guess, is tomorrow night, right, when he gets his debut in the tournament. Um, yes. <laughs> hopefully his shoe won't break in the middle of the uh, first game. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. All right. We only have three games so far that are completed. Um, we're doing the, the early games. Um, any news you want to talk about? I do got a little bit of news, Neil. What's that? And it's somewhat of a bummer. Uh, we saw a number of shutdowns oh, gosh. today. Yes. Uh, let's start with the Timberwolves. 
Jeff Teague, Robert Covington, who we kind of uh, we kind of guessed that we wouldn't see him. Derek Rose. So the Timberwolves shut down a bunch of guys. Um, Kelly Oubre Jr., who has been phenomenal since joining the Suns, is shut down. And uh, now I'm forgetting there was just another shutdown that now I can't even remember off the top of my head. But anyways, today, Neil, feels like national shutdown day. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you think about it, man? Um, it's so frustrating. I mean, I'm in two head-to-head leagues this season, and uh, I'm in the semis for both of them this week. But you know what? I'm actually benefiting from this. So, And I actually don't enjoy it because I'm going to probably advance in both of them mainly because – I'm going against teams that are just getting decimated by these shutdowns. Um, I've had a couple of my own, but the other teams had worse, much worse. So it doesn't feel right. You know, it's almost like when you go out there and um, you play against someone who's injured in some sport and you just know like you're not beating the best at their best. So it's tough. Um, frustrating for head head leagues too. Um, did you mention um, Lowry's out again Friday? I'm playing him in both my semis, so it's just kind of like I feel just terrible for that. Uh, LeBron yeah. is expected to be back, so uh, I don't know. It's um, it's it's giving me a bad taste for head-to-head leagues because I thought things would not be this crazy by at this early. I thought it would get crazy once we got into April, you know, the, the last ten days. But it seems like teams are really now willing to just rest guys. Once we get to that point where um, the second, like after the all-star break, it's starting to like, you start to see it start trickling pretty quickly after that point. So it's frustrating. Um, Hey, that, that player that I forgot, that last player I forgot, Tim Hardaway Jr. Done for the season. So a rough day for a lot of fantasy, uh, a lot of fantasy owners here today, Neil, as you said, I know a lot of people getting frustrated with such so frustrating, Neil, when your whole entire season ends in one week where you have three guys that just, you know, whether it's like you said, Lowry or, you know, if it's one of these Timberwolves or Ubre or Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, such a buzzkill for your season to just end abruptly like this. Yeah, it, it makes the whole like uh season head-to-head seem a little i wouldn't i mean fantasy in general is kind of silly i guess we have to say to be honest but uh, seems even sillier now um all right yeah so i don't think this is the end of it this might be like the big shutdown news day but i think every day there's going to be more announcements with different players i would not be surprised if anthony davis is shut down um at some point in the next week or so as well. Oh, so man, yeah. so many guys. Uh, Mike Conley. Do we see Mike Conley get yes. shut down? You know? He's already game time decision for tomorrow. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's on my team. He could get shut down just as likely. I'm sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, maybe another reason, you guys, to maybe if you can move up your fantasy playoffs. So there, you know, we've only got three weeks left this season. Maybe move it up another week or so uh, because we know, uh, Neil, you and I talk about it. This, like, the final week of this season is just going to be ridiculous. I mean, we're going to be streaming all kinds of crazy names. <laughs> that is just going to be out. It's going to be outlandish, man. Um, all right. Speaking of outlandish, let's go on to the games. You ready? Let's do it. Is it my turn? I believe so. Yes. 
All right. Uh, I hope I'm going in order here. Uh, you know, we talked about the Timberwolves, so let's see what they did. Missing three of their core players. And uh, you know what? I'm going to start with Jones because you and I have talked about him, Neil, as being a possible pickup. I think we got to go pick this guy up now with the news that Rose and Teague are done for the season. So pause the show. You guys, run to your wire. Go pick up Jones. He had 14 points, two steals, seven assists, two rebounds. He added a three, shot six of 15 from the field, one of one from the line. Uh, had some bad games earlier in the week, but I think he's going to be pretty solid for the rest of season. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, giant double-double, 21 points with 16 rebounds, two blocks, a steal, six assists, Two threes on seven of 17 shooting from the field. He was five of six from the line. Andrew Wiggins had 20 points, one steal, two assists, five rebounds, one three. He shot eight of 15 from the field, three of seven from the line. Uh, you know, Josh Koji, I know a lot of people asking with all the injuries, should I pick up Josh Koji? Um, Josh Koji's been starting for some time and these guys have actually been missing games, and Josh Okoji hasn't been stellar. So, um, look, maybe he's worth an add in deeper leagues, but I kind of got low expectations. I think he's going to return very low-end value. So uh, maybe similar to what we saw here tonight. Ten points, two blocks, two assists, three rebounds on 5 of 11 shooting. Dario Saric, uh, you know, maybe the, all these guys missing could possibly help him. But again, these guys have been missing and Saric has not been spectacular. So, uh, but maybe he's worth an ad to see if he can get it going here. 15 points and assists, seven rebounds, two threes on 5 of 10 shooting from the field. He was 3 of 4 from the line. I don't even want to really mention the bench guys because I don't think they're worth a look. Uh, Neil, what do you think of the Minnesota Timberwolves? Yeah, this is going to be interesting down the stretch if you are still um, playing longer than this week and next week. Um, I agree, Sarich and Akoji. I don't think I trust. Um, Jones I picked up a little while ago. Hopefully um, he's still available if he's not already picked up in your league. Um, I will... Adrian, you're going to call me crazy, but speaking of the bench, I think we may have a Gorgie Jang finish mm. in this season. 15 minutes a night, not much, 10 points, 5 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 blocks. Um, I just say put put a watch list on this guy. He could. Uh, we know when he gets 25 minutes, he's fantasy worthy, and who knows who else they shut down. You know, um, Maybe I don't know why Towns is still playing for God's sakes. Anyway, <laughs> but if Towns gets shut down, I think Jang could have some value. So that's my call. Um, anyway, anything else before I move on to Charlotte? Very good point. You know, I Neil, this is a guy a couple seasons ago that put up solid value, and we know the only reason why he's not is just because he's not getting the minutes, the playing time. So, Neil, I agree with you, man. If this guy can somehow carve out minutes in the mid to high 20s, he will definitely be uh, 
viable for fantasy. And as you said, maybe eventually they limit or shut towns down. That would be, I mean, we would be running to the wire to pick this guy up. Thank you for mentioning him. You know, I forgot this guy was even on the team. <laughs> I man. know. I totally forgot about it until I just saw the box score. <laughs> I forgot he was even on the roster. Um, Anyway, um, on the Charlotte side tonight, uh, nice, um, nice game here from Kemba Walker, 31 points, five rebounds, six assists. I guess they're fighting for the playoffs. Is that correct? I think they are. So they're probably going to stick around and, and he's going to compete. Uh, 10 points, excuse me, 10 of 12 shooting from the free throw line, 10 of 22 from the field, just one three pointer tonight, five turnovers, no defensive stats. Um, Miles Bridges seems to be pretty much locked into the starting role now. Um, Batum is not there. Lamb is not there. It's, um, Bridges on the wing. He double double, low end double double, 11 points, 12 rebounds, four assists. Just took eight shots. We know this guy is capable of much more than that. Um, he's worth at least a watch list, if not an ad just yet. Marvin Williams, 25 minutes, kind of a quiet game here. Did go five or six from the line, up uh, from the field for 13 points, three rebounds. Two steals and three blocks. So got the defensive stats tonight. Uh, Biombo, 15 minutes, but nothing. He's not worth owning. Um, Hernan Gomez, 23 minutes off the bench. I don't trust it. Batum, someone I picked up. You know, he was dropped early, and I picked him back up again. Tonight, really poor game. Just 23 minutes. Just two points on one of five shooting. Um, had a, a single block and, and four rebounds. So... He's on the cusp of being dropped. I think some of these guys that are going to emerge from, like, these teams that are resting players will outperform Batum if you still happen to, like me, own them in a, in a deeper league um, or a 12-team league. That – and then Jeremy Lamb, low-end double-double. I forgot about him, 13 points, 10 rebounds, but did not shoot well, just 6 of 20 from the field tonight. So hurt you there. Um, are you uh, – have you picked up – have you looked at Miles Bridges? He's the one that interests me the most, I think, on this uh, Charlotte team. Yes, yes. Uh, I, You know, he's the one that intrigues me the most, Neil, only because uh, I'm a big fan of his game. I think he's going to be really solid. And, you know, uh, the Hornets right now are two spots out of the playoffs. They're sitting at the 10th spot. I think eventually when, when it's, they're completely out of it, they may really turn this team loose to the youngsters. That could mean Monk, and that could mean Bridges. I really like the idea of adding Bridges if they eventually, you know, kind of hand the reins over to the youngsters and the veteran guys kind of take a back seat. Uh, I think that they will definitely be worth adding. So I love your take on Bridges. He is the guy that uh, I may go ahead and add him tonight, Neil. I got some dead weight that I can drop and in like in my 14 team leagues, two of them, I'm, I think I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to add him here tonight. Yeah. He's, I think he's the one down the stretch um, more, much more so than monk or um, maybe even better than lamb. We'll see. It'll be close. I think between those two down the stretch. Um, anyway, you want to go on to game two? Let's go to game two. I believe it is the Nuggets and the Wizards. The Nuggets getting the victory 113 to 108. I'm going to check out the Denver side and, uh, man, really well rounded, uh, line from the starters. <laughs> Neil, this is really interesting. Millsap, Jokic, Harris, Murray all had 15 points apiece, and Barton was right behind all four of them with just 13 points. So, man, talk about 
evenly spread out offensive production here. Um, I'll start with Millsap. I said 15 points, a block, three steals, two assists, six rebounds. He had two threes, shot six of eight from the field. Uh, Nikola Jokic, 15 points, 11 assists, six rebounds, two threes on six of 12 shooting from the field. Gary Harris, 15 points, Two steals, one assist, five rebounds, one three on six of 15 shooting from the field. Jamal Murray with 15 points, two blocks, two assists, four rebounds, one three, seven of 14 from the field. Will Barton, 13 points, one assist, four rebounds, one three on five of 10 shooting, two of two from the line. Man, it's just, it's really crazy how evenly spread out this production is it's like they're doing their best impression of the milwaukee bucks here man um uh you know off the bench they got nice production from craig he had 15 points morris had 11 beasley had 10 points but really wouldn't count on any of these bench guys with the starters um getting most of the usage getting you know most of the minutes and the usage i would not really trust any of these bench guys neil what are your thoughts on the denver nuggets uh nuggets um they've been a good streaming team uh they had four games they have four games this week four games next week so i have you know, where you have guys that are – you have three games and they're not that good. So I, I, I stream plumly to try to get some blocks here and field goal percentage. And in my deeper league, um, Malik Beasley. Um, but like you said, don't expect much. But um, when a guy plays four games, it can be decent. You know, a couple steals here and there can make the difference. But like you said, it's all um, it's all the starters here. Um, Isaiah Thomas, uh, DNP. I guess he's just not going to be part of it. That's kind of like the only curiosity from a reality perspective. Like, what is his role in the playoffs? And it looks like he's not going to have one on this team. Um, so, um, as far as fantasy goes, not much else to take away. Let's go to uh, Washington side, led by Bradley Beal, of course. 25 points on 10 of 19 shooting. Two three-pointers, three steals, uh, just two turnovers tonight. Nice to see the low end. Turnovers, eight assists, two rebounds. Sadoransky, huge game from him. 16 points, 10 assists, 4 rebounds, 5 of 7 shooting, 2 three-pointers, and a steal. Thomas Bryant, um, I saw a fantasy analyst recommend picking up Bryant right away. I'm a little hesitant. Um, yeah, I mean, I've just I've seen this story before where he has one good game. I know he got the start and played 35 minutes, and then he kind of disappears. I really don't think um, I can trust the rotation here in Washington, but obviously if he's out there and – um, you want to like take a guy with a high variance. It's going to be Bryant's not a bad option. 22 points tonight, eight rebounds, nine of 11 shooting two blocks. Uh, Troy Brown, someone else who gets in there, um, 33 minutes tonight for Ariza who's sitting, I believe, um, not bad. 13, five and three on six of 10 shooting Bobby Portis solid night, 18 points, eight rebounds, one assist, six of 11 from the field, three, three pointers. Uh, Jabari Parker um, kind of struggled tonight. Six points, eight rebounds, one assist. We were, th- I was thinking he's the guy to go pick up. You know, uh, when the reason went down, Green I moved on from tonight, came off the bench, did not do anything in 21 minutes. Um, I still think Parker's a guy. I think he's going to have a, a role down the stretch. Um, if you can withstand his typically bad percentages, I think he's the one you want to pick up. I would pick him up over Bryant, but what do you think? 
So I got really confused, Neil, because I thought Bryant moved in the starting lineup. Um, no Ariza tonight, right? And I thought, you know, they're playing the Denver Nuggets who have a very big front court with Nikola Jokic and Paul Millsap. So I thought this was just a matchup thing. But, uh, Neil, the one thing that gets me excited about Thomas Bryant is, uh, Scott Brooks said after the game that he's, he's going to leave Bobby Portis and Thomas Bryant into the starting lineup. And uh, Neil, I think that was what was holding Thomas Bryant back. Uh, we saw at the beginning of the season when Thomas Bryant was getting the start and most of the minutes, he was actually putting up some decent production. And then all of a sudden he got moved to the bench, played a very limited role. And that was when his production really fell off. So if he's going to stay in this role as the starting center, getting the bulk of the minutes, I think Bryant is a must pick up. Also, the uh, Washington Wizards have four games next week, so they do have a favorable playoff schedule. So I think Thomas Bryant is definitely worth an add, but I also like the idea of adding uh, Jabari Parker as well. And, you know, uh, Neil, I think the Wizards are out of the playoffs. They're currently 9-10, 11th seed. So, hey, you know, why not rest um, rest veterans like Ariza and Green and let Parker and Bobby Portis and Thomas Bryant, let these youngsters loose. Let them get some development for next season. What do you think about it, Neil? Yeah, I didn't see that news about Brooks. Um, that would change my tune a bit, only because I it's hard to trust his lineups. And like you said, they are now... I would I would say almost officially out of it. They're five games back. You know, we're in the last three weeks. It's almost there's three teams in front of them to get there. I don't think it's possible. I mean, mathematically it's possible, but I don't think it's realistically possible. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe this is when he's going to just let Bryant have that, and he's not concerned about winning as much. So if that is the case, then I would have to stand corrected. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah know. It, you know, it's really odd. It definitely feels like. Brooks is making an effort to kind of change gears into the final uh, the final two weeks of the season because he's also starting Troy Brown Jr. as well. So it's almost like Scott Brooks is conceding the season and saying, hey, this is my version of tanking. You know, we're not right. going to make the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, Neil, I was really surprised. I didn't really pay any to any attention when Brian moved into the starting lineup because I thought, oh, it's just a matchup thing. But now that Brooks has said he's going to leave him in there, I think he definitely – we got to go pick this guy up. Agree. All right. All right. One more game on the one slate. One more game. Yes, yes. Uh, Let's get into this one, man. The Utah Jazz and the Atlanta Hawks. This one was close. Neil, I sound like a broken record. Do the Hawks know they're supposed <laughs> to be losing games? Uh, no. Hey, you know, really interesting. Um, on the Tankathon website, due to the Luka Doncic trade, the Hawks have two draft picks. And Neil, it's, they could have the fifth and seventh pick if the percentages stay true and uh man pretty outstanding to think that this young hawks team can get two really solid rookies to add that would be outstanding but anyways uh let me jump in on the utah side first Uh, donovan mitchell's been turning it up lately 34 points two blocks a steal two assists four rebounds two threes 
on 15 of 32 shooting from the field, two or three from the line. Man, I would love to still kind of, um, I wish he could, uh, add more production in some of these other categories, you know, only two assists. Uh, I wish that he can get that number up, but, um, Definitely playing much better than he was at the beginning of the season. Speaking of playing better, Joe Ingles, I feel like he has really turned the corner and has been uh, a guy that you could trust. 13 points, two steals, seven assists, two rebounds, three threes on five of eight shooting from the field. Gobert doing his thing, which is double doubles, 12 points, 11 boards, three assists, one steal. little disappointed that we didn't get a block from him, but... Still a pretty good game. Four six shooting from the field. Four eight from the line. Uh, Derek Favors had a nice double double. Fifteen points, fifteen rebounds, two steals, one block, one assist on six of ten shooting from the field. Three of three from the line. Rubio, man, this is a really good game from him. He we've we've seen him. St- a struggle lately so very happy to see this line from him 17 points two steals seven assists five rebounds two threes on six of ten shooting from the field three of three from the line uh you know i know it's a lot of people that are streaming crowder in deeper leagues he did not have it going tonight only two points from the line. He shot zero of six from the field. Uh, a lot of people might also be streaming Corver if they're hunting threes. This is what you're scared of is like, this is like his floor of what we saw tonight in only 17 minutes. He had six points and one three. So disappointing games from the bench guys. Uh, Neil, what do you think of the Utah Jazz? Yeah, it was going to be a tough game for them coming in off of back to back. Um, um, they, you know, they, they were down at half by 12, and they had, then they got the lead in the third quarter, and then Atlanta came back in the fourth. But you're right. Atlanta seems to be playing very hard. Um, they've been beating some decent teams uh, down the stretch. I Man, I wonder if they can take the five and seven pick and turn it into, like, the second pick. <laughs> the first pick and get, get Zion. Probably not. But anyway, um, that would be interesting. Like you said, Joe Ingles, I, I drafted him, and this is what I expected when I did. I know he's had a tough year. I think he's had tough off-the-court issues, um, if I read some of the reporting right, um, some family issues. But anyway, good to see him playing better basketball. Um, not much else here. Yeah, Crowder, Corver, those guys are definitely streamable. Uh, just came up short tonight. You know, Crowder 0 for 6, Corver 2 for 7. They'll have better nights. Um, hey, hey, one but, last thing that I uh, – Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, one last thing I want to mention real quick. Maybe one of the reasons why the Jazz are really playing hard. Neil, this is really interesting. Uh, teams five through eight in the Western Conference have the exact same record. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Spurs, the Jazz, and the Clippers are all 42 and 30. So in the last two weeks, Neil, we could see some crazy movement here. Like mm. the thunder, the thunder can jump from five to eight. The jazz can ju- jump from seven to five. So a lot like these teams, I don't see any of these teams tanking for the rest of the season. What do you think about it? Neil? Yeah, they're not going to take a game off. I mean, maybe the Clippers, the Clippers might be the only one because they know they're not going to go far in the playoffs. They might be okay with the eight seed. Um, but yeah, Utah, San Antonio. We know San Antonio is going to play hard every night. Uh, Oklahoma City, they're all going to be fighting for position. Um, that's a good point. I'm going to hop over to the Atlanta side. Um, Torian Prince playing decently tonight, back in the starting lineup. But let me start out with 
Trey Young, uh, double doubles again, 23 points, 11 assists. Shot uh, not so great tonight, 8 of 12, excuse me, 8 of 22 from the field, 6 of 9 from the line, 1 of 6 from three point land, 5 turnovers. So, uh, scored well, 11 assists, those two things we can count on. It's just sometimes he doesn't shoot well and the turnovers can hurt you. He is going to be just fine, though, going forward. Um, back to Torian Prince, 13 points, three rebounds, two assists, five of eight shooting. He had three three-pointers and three steals. Does a lot of hustle stats. John Collins ends up fouling out and after 27 minutes. Not a great game here for him. Nine points, eight rebounds, and a single assist. Steal and a block. Dwayne Dedman uh, did have a nice game, 18 points, nine rebounds. He's been really good, Adrian, this year. Not, uh, two assists. I wasn't sure how he was going to fit in. I thought he might lose a lot of minutes next to Collins or Collins would play some center. But he has been solid all year. Um, also had three three-pointers, three blocks. That's a great line. Uh, Kevin Herter, 30 minutes tonight. Shot was um, not bad. Six of 12, but didn't do much else. Uh, just a single rebound, two assists, no steals, no blocks, um, two three-pointers. So kind of an empty line there. Not uh, not much to us to speak of. Alex Lynn got 18 minutes off the bench, did okay. Kemp Bay's more 15, but we can't trust these guys unless we know they're going to get starters minutes. Um, Vince Carter played 22 minutes. I'm just not – I know he's been getting a lot of minutes recently and maybe someone who can be streamed if Atlanta has those games that you need, but I am not um, going to reach out for any of these bench players. Uh, any thoughts? So really no changes on Atlanta. I don't think they're going to be rest – I don't – I mean, all their guys are young for the most part, right? Herder, young. They want these guys to play together. Prince, I think, is part of their future, at least um, unless things change. Um, so I think they're going to want to play together. They're going to want to have these guys continue their chemistry. So Collins is like likewise. So Yes, 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 absolutely. Uh, I, You know, I agree with you. This season for Atlanta, it's all about developing the youngsters, Collins, Trey Young, Kevin Herter. Uh, you know, so for them, it's all about the future. It's all about the draft. So I don't think we're going to see much changes. I think, you know, what we saw tonight, we can kind of expect. Um, I love your take on Deadman, man. What a what a pleasant surprise he has been. Neil, I thought for sure Deadman was going to get moved at the trade deadline, like he was going to get traded to like a contending team where he could help because you know he's a little bit older. He's not really a part of their future plans, I don't think. But so, man, if you held on to Deadman, if you got him on your roster, you got to be feeling really good about what he's been doing or what he's given you this season. And uh, not too much else here for me to add, Neil. And uh, are we done? Is that we're, it? We're done. You and I are done, but uh, oh. the box score lives on into the capable hands of Brandon Marcus. He will be taking. He'll be doing the Tuesday, Thursday night West Coast games going forward. Tonight he's got half the slate. I feel kind of bad. I'm giving him three games. Um, hopefully he um, has uh, the time for it. And um, you know, yeah. You know when uh, you go to see a comedy show, Neil, and you yes. have you have openers, and then you got the main <laughs> act, Neil. I feel like you and I we're the openers, and you guys are about to get the main act right now, which is Mister Brandon Marcus. So you guys, we 
we we warmed up the crowd, but now we want to give it up for Brandon Marcus, you guys. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening and supporting the show. It's been a really fun week. I hope all you guys are having success in your playoffs. I'm really excited to uh, get back to it on Sunday night and see how the next week is going to shake out. Um, hit Neil up at Twitter. He's at ball with Neil. Hit me up. I'm at Adrian Benjamins. Uh, Neil, any closing thoughts here? Um, just wish me luck in my playoffs. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be stressed out all weekend. Neil, what's your matchup looking at right now? Uh, I mean, they're pretty comfortable. I think seven to two in both of them. Um, uh, but for me, unless it's nine nothing, I'm kind of nervous. So we'll see. Man, I have a four three lead. Oh, it is. It is going to come down to the wire, man. In fact, I uh, mean, I might look to make some kind of move this weekend, like my weakest guy, uh, drop my weakest guy to see if I can get an extra game. See if somebody's playing back to back Saturday, Sunday, see if I can get an extra game or something like that. I don't know, man. Well, good luck. Try to, I, uh, I don't, I, I hope you move on. That's all I'll say. <laughs> all right, you guys, we're out of here. Brandon Marcus will be back. Thank you guys so much. All right, boys, let's get to those West Coast games. Let's start with the Pistons and the Suns. The Pistons, a 118-98 to winner over the Phoenix Suns. An impressive win, obviously, for Detroit. Phoenix is a team that is clearly tanking, but nonetheless, let's look at the Detroit side. And what a game for Wayne Ellington. 23 points, 7 of 11 from the field. More importantly, 6 of 10 from 3. He hit 6 triples in this game. Doesn't offer a whole lot else except for threes. One steal and one block. You'll gladly take that if you have Ellington tonight. He played 31 minutes, which was the second most behind Drummond, who played 32. And Drummond had 16 points and 19 rebounds. Not going to talk a whole lot about the guys that are already owned. If you own Blake, you're obviously playing him. 17, 7, and 8, you love that. Drummond, 16 and 19, you love that. Um, let's talk about a couple of other guys. Let's talk about Ellington. 23.6 threes. If you need threes, that is a guy that I highly recommend that you pick up because the Pistons are going to play Saturday and Sunday. Personally, myself, I'm most likely going to be going after threes in one of my leagues. Ellington is out there. I will be adding him tomorrow. Okay? That's something you want to do. If you need threes, go after a guy like Wayne Ellington. He is not going to be on the wire for much longer. Reggie Jackson, 14 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. Did have 4 turnovers, but he hit 3 threes. 5-11 from the field. The only concern is he only played 24 minutes. This was, of course, a blowout. But the fact that he put up those numbers in 24 minutes, you like that. The Pistons are a team that I'm definitely targeting because of that Saturday and Sunday. Now, that being said, I talked about this on the Tuesday episode. Be careful. A lot of your guys are most likely playing on Sunday. If you add somebody hoping you get them for that Friday-Sunday slot, Friday, slot or the Saturday-Sunday slot, make sure you have room to play them on Sunday, okay? That's one thing that I'm really recommending to everybody is to check that before you actually make the move and then realize, oh, crap, I thought I was getting an extra game when I'm actually not. So just be careful of that. Guys on the bench, Vaughn Maker still ignoring him. 10 points, 6 rebounds, 3 blocks, and a steal. Good game for him. Um, I guess if you're in a 14-team, maybe um, maybe 16-team, though, I guess I would target him. Um, Luke Kennard, we've talked about him on plenty of fantasy NBA Tonight shows for Hoopball subscribers. Kennard versus Ellington. Um, I've always been Team Ellington. Kennard's a guy 5'11", 2 of 7 from 3. He'll get you threes as well and points. 
but I think Ellington is the better of the two. So if you miss out on Ellington, sure, go ahead and you can try out Kennard. Uh, on the Suns side, it, it's not pretty. Um, Booker, obviously you have him, you're playing him. Same with Aiton. Apart from that, Bridges had a really good game. 13 points, 3 rebounds, 7 assists, and a steal. Also had a couple of threes. He played 39 minutes. Uh, Rashawn Holmes came off the bench. I know that's a Dan favorite. 10 points, 5 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 blocks in 21 minutes. Now here's the issue, though, with the Suns. The Suns' only game is on the 23rd. That is on Saturday. They do not play again after that until the 25th. The 25th is on Monday. That won't help you. So the Suns only have one game. I'm not looking at anybody on the Suns. Let's move over to the Kings and the Mavs. The Kings, a 116-100 winner over the Mavericks. Uh, we learned earlier today that Tim Hardaway Jr. is being shut down. So what does that mean? Why don't we check to see who got perhaps a little bit of a bump. Dwight Powell, 14 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, 2 blocks, 4 of 6 from the field. He hit 1-3 on only 1 attempt, 5 of 6 from the free throw line. He seems to be a beneficiary. Now, who else is a beneficiary? Jackson, 33 points, 9 of 16 from the field, 19 points, 5 rebounds. Perhaps the guy I look at, um, I'm still looking at Brunson and Powell as the two guys that I actually want on Dallas outside of Doncic. Maxi Kleber, you were hoping that maybe he would take advantage. 33 minutes, you like that part. He did have a steal and a block, but 5.7 rebounds. Not a whole lot to love there in the points department, but he did help out a couple of other places. Off the bench, Dorian Finney-Smith had, of course, an opportunity pop-up. He only played 10 minutes, though. Um, frankly, it's Doncic, obviously, that's already been taken, and then Brunson and Powell. Those are the two guys I'm looking at. Not sure I trust Jackson uh, down the stretch. It's a tough thing to figure out, guys. You, you don't know some of these guys. They haven't played very much, and so you want to know, can you trust them in the playoffs? And I just don't know if I can trust a guy like Justin Jackson in the playoffs. I mean, he played 34 minutes last time out, 21 points, 4 rebounds. So he's clearly getting the opportunity, 40 points and 4 uh, threes in the last two games combined. They're going to play at Golden State on Saturday. But that's it. That's all they've got left. So... I don't know if I'm going after anybody on Dallas, except maybe if I want to stream somebody just for that Saturday game. And more than likely, you're trying to get somebody for that Friday-Sunday or Saturday-Sunday. Um, and even if you're adding somebody maybe that you've done for the Thursday-Sunday from today and then maybe Saturday, or rather, then you're dropping somebody on Saturday for Sunday. So I'm not sure I'm targeting anybody on um, Dallas. Maybe Justin Jackson's a guy that you can look at for next week. Now, for the Sacramento side. Willie Cauley-Stein, 10 points, 18 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals in 32 minutes. This caught me by surprise, and the reason why I say that is because with Bagley back, he was taking some of the center minutes. If you look at Willie Cauley-Stein's minutes the last two games before this, he played 19 against Brooklyn and 20 against Chicago. All of a sudden here, he played 32 minutes, and of course he ended up with those 10 points, 18 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 steals. So I don't know if I can buy into that. It's tough to figure out because if you need rebounds, I'm totally fine with that. This is also another team that you want to target because Sacramento is a team that's going to go the 23rd and 24th, which is Saturday and Sunday. So I'm happy going after a guy like Willie Cauley-Stein if I need rebounds and field goal percentage. He'll also give you some steals and perhaps some blocks as well along the way. De'Aaron Fox taken, Buddy Heel taken. They're producing. That's when you need them. Good for those guys. 
Um, Bagley, we talked about on Tuesday as well. If he's available, um, go get him. I don't know why he would be available. 22 points, 12 rebounds. He hit three threes and he got four blocks. I added him a couple of weeks ago, and I'm very happy about it because he has been very good. I'm impressive, impressed with what he has shown. He's a very solid ball player. And now the question is, can he produce like this the rest of the way? And hopefully that's the case because he's been very good. Um, apart from Bagley and apart, of course, Fox and Heal, we discussed Collie Stein. Not buying into Belisa. Uh, six points, nine rebounds, three assists, two ste- I mean, one steal and one block. Not bad, but he only had three shots. So just not somebody I'm targeting. Maybe in 14 team leagues. Um, and Harrison Barnes. If you need threes, he was over three a night. He still ended up with 16 points and six rebounds. So you're happy with that production. And he played 34 minutes. So that's fine. That's another guy that I'm happy targeting for uh, Saturday and Sunday. Now, finally, Pacers Warriors. The Warriors welcome back DeMarcus Cousins into the fold. And he did not skip a beat. 26 minutes, 19 points, 11 rebounds. He got double-double, four assists, two block shots, eight of 12 from the field. Three of five from the line, obviously not great, but you're happy to see him play and healthy. 26 minutes. Now Golden State's another team that is going to have a back-to-back on Saturday and Sunday. So the question is, will Boogie play? And you would think that he will play in both since he already missed two games this week. So that's my guess is that he will play on Saturday and Sunday, especially if he's getting limited minutes around 25 to 28. I think the Warriors will be happy with that. Now, what about the rest of the starters? All these guys are obviously taken. Clay, Steph, Durant, and Draymond Green. Well, they all got in double figures tonight. Clay, 7 of 18 from the field. He struggled initially, but he hit a couple of shots down the stretch. 18 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, and a block. That's solid. Steph, 15 points, 4 rebounds, 7 assists. He had 5 threes. Durant, 15 points, 3 rebounds, 6 assists. I think everyone who owns Durant's happy to see that he got a steal in 3 blocks because he had not been putting together much of a line his first two games of the week. And then Draymond, 10 points, 7 rebounds, and 5 assists, 4 of 5 from the field, 1 of 1 from 3. Expect to see some of these guys rested on Saturday and Sunday. My guess is that Durant gets rested in one game and that Steph gets rested in one game. I'm not sure about Clay because you wonder, will the Warriors sit two guys in one game? Because that's why I'm saying Boogie, I think, will play in both games. The question is, Draymond, Durant, Steph, and Clay. Will two sit in one game, two sit in the other? I'm not sure, and even if they do sit, I don't see anybody that's a clear beneficiary. Sure, Iguodala was fine tonight with 11 points, 3 rebounds, and 2 steals in 22 minutes, but apart from the starters, I don't think I want anybody else in that Golden State team. Now for Indiana, Thaddeus Young had a good game. 18 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, and a block. 7 of 13 from the field in just 25 minutes. Again, this was a blowout. So some of these starters did not play very long. Thad was good. The rest of the guys were not good. Now, the biggest lesson that we're learning from this Indiana side is that with Collison out, Tyreek Evans is the guy you want to own. 20 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal. He did not get the start. Once again, Corey Joseph did. Joseph did not do well except for steals. He had 2 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists in 28 minutes. 1 of 7 from the field. Did have a three, did have 3 steals and 1 block. He played 28 minutes, but Tyreek's the guy you want to own. He's getting the points. He's getting the threes. He's getting the assists. He's getting the steals. He's getting rebounds. He's getting everything you need from him. He played 29 minutes tonight, so you're happy with that. Uh, Apart from that, 
Sabonis still is a guy that I'm happy owning, especially if I need rebounds. He had 12 rebounds tonight, despite going 2 of 9 from the field. Wes Matthews had a really poor game. Um, again, you're owning these guys if you need threes. Matthews was 1 of 9 tonight, including 0 for 4 from 3. Miles Turner had a very rare, poor game. He had 11 and 5 uh, last game, I believe, but he did have several blocks. I think he had 5 of them. So that was one thing that saved his line. But this is back-to-back games where he hasn't been great as a scorer. If you remember in that game against Portland, he was great initially in that first quarter getting involved. But he did not hit many of his shots. He was 2 for 10, 4, re- four points, 6 rebounds. Not great, obviously. Um, so the question is, for Indiana, what do you do? Well, like I said, uh, I think Evans is the guy that you're looking at. Uh, as I check the schedule Their only game is going to be on the 24th, and that is on Sunday. So, with that being said, if you're going after a guy that's going to play Friday, Saturday, like I mentioned earlier, a guy like Wayne Ellington, that will, or rather, Ellington's going to go Saturday, Sunday. If you go after somebody that's going to play Friday, Saturday, I think is going to be Memphis. So, a guy like DeLon Wright, perhaps, with uh, supposedly Conley's going to be sitting on Friday. So, perhaps DeLon Wright is a guy you add. And also, I believe Miami is going to go Friday, Saturday. So James Johnson is another guy that perhaps you want to look at. So you maybe you drop those guys after they play Friday and Saturday, and you add somebody like Tyreek Evans on Sunday. But that's only if Collison sits. So just keep an eye on hoop ball to find out who's playing, who's sitting, and for any of your needs. And that wraps up the night games. Uh, I hope you got a good dose of fantasy knowledge in this one. Good luck the rest of the weekend, and hopefully we're talking next week While you're in the finals, I'm Brandon Marcus saying so long. Have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.